Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 11 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green, and today we continue our discussion with John Mitchell on evangelism. But before we do that, I'd like to highlight one of our Scattered Abroad Network podcasts, and today we're highlighting the Far Better Podcast with Michael Clark. You can tune in to the Far Better Podcast each Wednesday. Paul said that he had a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Philippians 1 verse 23. To be with the Lord is far better, and that is exactly what this podcast strives to do in each episode. Live our lives in a way that we will be pleasing to God and have an eternity that is far better. So tune in to the Far Better Podcast with Michael Clark, which drops episodes each Wednesday on the Scattered Abroad Network. Now join in once again with me and John Mitchell as we continue our discussion on evangelism. You mentioned fruit, and I want to bring in Matthew 7. Matthew 7, uh, now in this context, of course, we're dealing with false teachers, and by them, by their fruit you will know them, their, their false teachings, but certainly there's application here for other fruits that Christians are supposed to be bearing as well, whether we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, we're talking about fruit fruit of, of our knowledge growing in the, in the Word, and I would say there's application for fruit being being born of evangelism. So let's read this, uh, Matthew 7, verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Now again, context, dealing with these false teachers and their, their false doctrines being bad fruit. But again, I believe we can make application here for all the fruit that we're supposed to be bearing. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I think that's a warning we all need to heed uh, when it comes to all the fruit that we're supposed to be bearing. Uh, the only thing I'll add to that is, you know, we in the Lord's Church, we tend to read this passage and we apply it to the denominations, right? Uh, the false prophets, they're adding to the they're, they're adding their man-made doctrines to the pure New Testament pattern, uh, and they call Jesus Lord, but they're not going to go to heaven because verse 22 describes them, right? Well, it does describe them, but let's not be so sure that it doesn't describe us, too. A false prophet is someone who teaches something that God has not taught, right? Yep. So, so Christians, if you tell others, or really if you tell yourself God doesn't really want you to share the gospel with people 
Yeah, you know, it, the people who are the people who I know and, and they haven't obeyed the gospel, they haven't become a member of the New Testament church, they're gonna go to heaven anyway. It's gonna be okay. Well, if you tell yourself that and that's not what the Bible teaches, then are you a false prophet to yourself? Christians. I think you know the answer to that question. And so this passage about you will know them by their fruits, uh, talking about false prophets, could that apply to you? Could you also, member, member of the Church of Christ, the New Testament church that you read about in the Bible, could you be calling Jesus Lord and yet not be doing the will of his Father who is in heaven when it comes to personal evangelism? Could you be one of the people who, on that day, you will say, Lord, Lord, did we not come to church every Sunday, and weren't we a part of the youth rally, and did not did we not give money every Sunday, and sing a cappella, and make sure that the Lord's Supper was observed only on the first day of the week, and we call our, we don't call our preacher the pastor, we call the elders the pastor? Lord, did we not do all these wonderful things? But Jesus would say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Here's the law that you broke. You never did even try to share the gospel with people. You kept the seed in the barn, as Haggai said. You kept the good news in the church building. That's... This passage applies to us just as much as it applies to Catholics and Protestants and and evangelicals. Very sobering, very sobering thoughts uh, indeed. And I appreciate you uh, pointing that out for us for sure. Let's move on to some ideas for uh, obtaining prospects for evangelism. We could mention evangelism booths, and I know that you have done some of that, so I'd kind of like for you to, to talk about that if you if you would. And uh, Door knocking, uh, mail outs, like perhaps house to house, heart to heart, and then use those contacts. But uh, what about conversations with, friend, with friends and family and co-workers and fellow students at school? There's lots of opportunities to find evangelism contacts if we will just look for those opportunities. So uh, what are some opportunities that, that you have used to find uh, prospects for evangelism? Well, I've, I've, I've uh, tried all of these. Like uh, our congregation, we uh, have a table set up um, at the local. Uh, there, are, there are two community events, um, kind of two festivals or fairs that happen per year. Uh, one of them is in the spring, and they block off uh, the main street in downtown, and it's kind of a Friday, Friday and Saturday festival where uh, there's music and, and vendors set up food, and the businesses uh, advertise their wares. It's very popular in our community. And then the other one is every fall is the local county fair, and uh, we have a uh, table set up at both of them. We we have uh, we we go to the local water bottling company in in the county, and we buy water bottles that have the church logo on them and the times of worship on our website. 
And basically what happens is, uh, you know, it's always hot because uh, it happens in the spring and then in the early fall, which in Georgia means it's still summer pretty right. much. And so uh, people are thirsty. So we have the we have coolers filled with these water bottles and uh, on ice, and so we have a sign that says free water. Um, people come by, then we have we give them material um, about the gospel, and we invite them to come to church. And um, I've had two Bible studies uh, that have resulted from that. I have I I'll be honest, I have not had any conversions. But I have had Bible studies that have resulted from that. Uh, what we are doing, uh, what we what we've done in recent last year, actually, we decided to stop having our Sunday night service, and instead, what we did was we added a weekly Monday night class for me to be able to. We call it diving deep, and the purpose is we have a. For any Christian that wants to be a part of it, and we do have a good number that are involved in it, uh, we go deep into the scriptures, because that's usually what I was doing Sunday nights anyway. Sunday nights was my, let's get into the meat of the scriptures sermon anyway. So right. the elders said, we want you to continue that, but we're going to try something else on Sundays. And what we do on Sunday evenings, uh, uh, with, with one Sunday, the first Sunday, the first Sunday afternoon, of each month, we have a Bible Q&A. And the third Sunday uh, afternoon of each month, we have a potluck meal, and then we have we do uh, service projects for our sick and shut-in who are members of the church. But the second and the fourth Sundays of every month, Sunday night, we prepare a large amount of food. We advertise to the community that if you want a meal, uh, please just come by the church building between 5 and 6.30 and we will give you a meal. Uh, the underprivileged of the community take advantage of that, as do other people as well. And we make sure that with um, everyone that comes by, that we give them gospel material. Um, before COVID, we were, uh, they could eat indoors and we were playing uh, Don Blackwell's uh, uh, what does the Bible say about being saved videos, uh, searching for truth videos? We were playing that, and and they were watching. And uh, we were basically, it was not just doing good in a benevolent way, but we were also making sure that they got gospel material in their hands. Uh, so that's something else that we do. Uh, door knocking. Now, I found in recent years that... It, the, the window for door knocking it gets narrower and narrower because a lot of these uh, neighborhoods that come up, they have uh, no solicitation signs. And so that's the law. So it's it's hard to go door to door uh, and not violate their codes there. Uh, but um, I did have a method that I would, that I would use. Because, you know, most people on a Saturday morning, they don't want to be bothered. Um, so what I so what I would do is I would introduce myself and I would just say that I'm from the local Church of Christ and we are taking prayer requests. We, is there anything that you as a, that you 
would like us as a church to pray about. And, you know, of course, you'd have some people that would say, like Clint Eastwood, you know, get off my lawn. <laughs> but then you'd have others that would say, oh, okay, yeah, you can pray uh, for this. And so I would write that down, and, and, you know, we would pray for them the following Sunday. But then I would also say, would you have time to take just a extremely short survey that we're that we're taking would you would you have time to participate in that and you know most people would say especially when you emphasize that it's short you know most people would say well yeah sure okay and so i start out by saying what do you think is the greatest problem or the greatest need in our society today you know get them to open up about that uh what how could the church uh, help provide the solution to that problem. You know, get them to open up about that. And then the third question is, um, are you religious in nature? Are you a Christian? You know, most of them will say yes. And then the fourth question is, well, tell me about how you became a Christian. How did you become a Christian? And, you know, that's when you get most people that will say, I, I, you know, I received Jesus as my personal Savior by asking him into my heart this way and that. And um, then that's when I share my conversion experience. You know, I mentioned uh, repentance and baptism. Then I would say, you know what? Um, I was just reading my Bible the other night, and I was noticing that there are a lot of passages that talk about uh, the need to repent of sins and be baptized in order to be saved. Uh, like I read this one, I would just share one, usually Acts 2.38. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? And they so usually they'll say, well, you know, that's in the Bible, I guess. Or, well, I don't know, I've never heard that before. And then what I do is I say, would you like to have a Bible study with me any, at, at your earliest convenience? doesn't have to be right now, but, you know, we're, we're at the church that's right down the road here. Would you like to have a Bible study with me said, to learn more about this? Um, and if they if they express an interest, then I nail down a date and a time right then. And if they aren't, if they they don't, then I give them a tract and I invite them to church, and then I move on. Right. So that's the method that I use for uh, door knocking. Uh, but I found that the most effective method is again. Uh, individual Christians, members of the church, having conversations with the with the friends and the family members that are in their own life. I mean, Chase, you just you just started a, this work out in Oklahoma, right? How yep. long have you been there? So, at the time of this recording, um, three months. Uh, when this actually airs, it'll be about six months, six or seven months. Okay, three. So you've been in that at that congregation in Oklahoma three to six months. So. The members of that congregation, do you think that they know the community, the people of the community, a lot better than you do? Absolutely. And it's gonna it's gonna take a while before you become so well known in the community that you know just as many people in the community as as they do, right? Right. I mean you're the newcomer, right? Yep. So the members of the church where you are at they have a lot more prospects for encountering lost souls in that community than you do. 
because they know more people than you do, and they've known them longer than you do, right? Right. So the best results that I have seen when it comes to church growth and evangelism is when individual Christians who are sitting in the pew on Sundays, then on Monday through Saturday, they go out and they talk to the people in the community that they know. They have Bible studies with them. It, it, they set up Bible studies between them and the preacher. In yeah. fact, just last Sunday, uh, where I preach here in Calvin, Georgia, I had uh, a deacon's wife come up to me, and she says, Hey, John, there, we've been having uh, Bible studies with this family member of mine who has been coming to church with them recently. But, he, but she shared with me how... Well, you know, uh, he has expressed an interest in having a few Bible studies with you. And so uh, could I give him your contact information, and could we set up a a time where you would see if you could have maybe once a week have a Bible study with him at his house or here at the church building or whenever meets his schedule? And I I was like, that would be wonderful, of course, you know. And uh, that happens sometimes. Right. Well... Individual Christians, uh, the best ways for that church to grow is for individual Christians to continually be reaching out to their friends, their family members, inviting them to church, seeking to have have set up Bible discussions with them at work, and if you can't do it at work, then after work, and if and if not between them, then uh, between them and the preacher or other Bible class teachers that are at that church, uh, and continuing to do that. And that is, in my experience, in 20 years, the most baptisms that I have seen, that has been the result. Right. That They are the result of that. Uh, individual Christians who have made the efforts with the people that are already in their life. Right, so kind of the, the first few methods you mentioned, door knockings and evangelism booths and things like that, we might call those cold contacts. Just kind of out of the blue, knock on your door, hey, uh, would you like a Bible study? And occasionally you might have some success with that, but it's not as likely because people just don't operate that way. But uh, You know, in the Bible you, you hear about, you know, they, in the New Testament, in Acts, they went door to door. Right. You know, well... That's true, but here's something to think about, Um, at least in Acts 2. I know that Paul went door-to-door in Ephesus in Acts 20 also, but in Acts 2, that's in Jerusalem, which means that it's Jews talking to their fellow Jews, uh, religious people talking to other religious people. People, they're both religious. They both already believe in the same God. Uh, They already had that, that... commonality, basically. Um, when you do door knocking today, it is more times than not a cold contact. Right. Because, you know, you don't have that, you probably will not have that much in common with the stranger that opens the door. And it used to be the case that there was a lot more in common 50 years ago when people were Bible-believing, Bible-quoting people, and you had more success exactly. back then. Exactly. And that plays a part in it now. Uh, there is a place for door knocking, um, and I'm not downing door knocking at all. I think there's a place for it, but I think you're going to find more pro- uh, more.
of success with more Christians in the pews talking with people that they already know in their life that they interact with all the time. Absolutely. Here's another thing I want us to consider. Colossians 4 verse 3, Paul asked the Colossian brethren to pray that God would open to the apostles a door of utterance or a a door of opportunity for the word to speak the mystery of Christ. Now, if an apostle requested that Christians would pray for doors of opportunities for the word to spread, then how much more do we need to be praying for doors of opportunities so that we can spread the word? And so one thing that, that I noticed is shortly after I got back from preaching school, I prayed that prayer. And I prayed it several times, and I was very specific and sincere in that prayer. Lord, please give me opportunities to evangelize, and please help me to recognize those opportunities and then have the courage to seize those opportunities. Well, guess what? Those opportunities came. And I'm thankful that I was able to seize quite a few of of those opportunities and and had Bible studies with people, and uh, we had some baptisms. Um, Now, Parable of the Soils, I'll go ahead and tell you this. Some uh, didn't pan out as well as as I would have liked to have seen, but some did, and some are still faithful, to my knowledge, to this day. So we need to be praying for those opportunities, but then we also need to make sure that we have the courage to see those to seize those opportunities when they present themselves. Exactly, prayer is something we should never underestimate, and this gets back to. Basically, apathy. Do we care enough about evangelism to even pray about it? Uh, how are, how Christians? How is your prayer life to begin with? Is it limited to just twenty-second brief mentions of thanks for the food, and that's it? Um, is God someone that you will have a real deep and soul-searching conversation with only when there's times of trouble, but that's uh, that uh, only when you're the sailor on the sinking ship, and that's when you're crying out for God, but the rest of the time it's just, you know, 15-second, Lord, thank you for this food, amen. Uh, if you have a really deep prayer life to begin with, then that's half the battle. Uh, so, deepen your prayer lives, Christians, and also, uh, be praying for doors of opportunity. Lord, help me to learn more about about the gospel, so that I can share the gospel with others in an effective way. And Lord, open a door of opportunity. Bring some soul who is searching for the truth. Bring them to me today, and help me to speak the truth in love. You pray that every day. You pray it from the heart. And then you act on it. Uh, When God can see that, yes, you are studying his word more to prepare yourself, then he is going to answer that prayer. He is going to bring uh, people who are searching for the truth right up to you. His providence works. Can you give us... Never underestimate prayer. All right, I was about to ask John to give us an example of what a conversation might look like that leads to an evangelism prospect, Uh, but we're out of time, so we're going to leave the cliffhanger there, and Lord willing, next week we will pick up with that on our discussion about evangelism with John Mitchell.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.